13 past 7, you're with SAFM 104 to 107. And that's our choice as the team for today. Great Sunday song, Mavis Staples, and you are not alone. And uh, what a beautiful track that is. You certainly aren't alone because you have SAFM with you and taking you with uh, us all the way as we move along. Okay, we're going to move down to KwaZulu-Natal, Durban, and check out um, a story that's taking place there. So the Dennis Hurley Center is celebrating its anniversary. Uh, they do enormous amount of work there, and we continue to support them in a variety of ways. Why do we do that? Because uh, we believe that they really make a difference to many of the people of KwaZulu-Natal and Durban. There are many homeless people and people who have no place to stay at all. So this uh, day they're going to be focusing on their AGM and then they're going to go into a series of celebrations and events for the day. On the line is Raymond Perrier. He's the director of the Dennis Hurley Center. Raymond, thank you so much for joining us. We always like to speak to you and we really believe in supporting you on the work that you do. What's happening to Day down in KZN. Good morning, Michelle. Well, apart from the fact that it's cloudy, which is a bit miserable, uh, it's Sunday morning and there are two things happening. I'm here in the centre of the city. People are beginning to gather for the 8 o'clock mass in Emmanuel Cathedral. And people are also beginning to gather outside within the Curly Centre uh, for the uh, two or 300 homeless people that we feed every day. And that, I think, is really significant. The Cathedral and the Dennis Hurley Centre side by side, both organisations uh, uh, inspired by the life and the ministry of Dennis Hurley. And it's particularly important this weekend because we're marking 20 years since his death in 2004. So I, I wanted to ask you about that. Too. You know, you talk about the fact that you feed 200 or 300 people on a daily basis at the Dennis Hurley Center. I mean, that's an enormous amount of people. What does it cost to do that? And I'm not just talking about the financial costs, but the human resources and uh, what you require to make something like that happen. It's good that you ask about the non-financial costs. I mean, obviously there are financial costs, but the whole operation of the Dennis Hurley Centre is about 15,000 rand a day, which for the scale of what we do is quite extraordinary. We served 169,000 meals last year, and most of that work was done by volunteers. We have volunteers from schools, from the varsities, from uh, churches, from mosques, uh, from corporate groups, families who want to come in and help. And we worked out that the, uh, the volunteering that we had was about 2,800 volunteering sessions last year. If you, if you paid for that just at 23 rand a, an hour, at the, sort of the, the minimum wage, it was the equivalent of a quarter of a million dollars of free labor of volunteering. And that's such a powerful symbol of people's willingness to give their time to, uh, uh, to do something which really makes a difference. I mean, a quarter of a million dollars, when you look at it in rands, that's like... Uh, sorry, sorry, f- sorry, did I say dollars? I meant a quarter of a million rand. Sorry. Well, I thought <laughs> you might be talking to uh, also to sponsors internationally, and that would be why often people do it. Um, tell us a little bit about... You know, we talk about homeless people and and something I talk about a lot on the show and it's something I believe that we need to focus on a lot. And this morning I was just saying good morning and one of the people that I said good morning to was obviously a young man. He may have been homeless. He may, I suspect he was homeless, wrapped in blankets uh, under the bus shelter. But he was uh, getting through the last pages of his books as I drove by, of his book as I drove by. And it made me think we um, forget 
who those people are and what is happening to them in their world. And perhaps you can uh, give us some insights into that. Absolutely. It, it's easy to talk about big numbers, uh, hundreds of people for food, thousands of people on the streets and so on. But the reality is the individual, each person who is the, the brother, the son, uh, the father of, uh, of somebody who's not homeless. And, uh, and each of those lives has a history and there's trauma and there's difficulty, but there are also hopes and joys and, and ambitions. And one of the, one of the great uh, uh, joys of this work is that we're able to help untap some of the potential that homeless guys have. Uh, I was very struck, I was reflecting on some of the tributes paid to Dennis Hurley when he died, and obviously there were tributes, as you'd expect, from Desmond Tutu and President Becky at the time and Frank Chicano and the chief rabbi and all the people you'd expect. But the most powerful tribute was from a homeless man, Michael Burke Benjamin, uh, who Hurley befriended. He stopped, just as you were describing earlier, he stopped, he started chatting to him, he got to know him, and Dirk was there for Hurley's, uh, for Hurley's funeral. And he made a beautiful comment. He said, this man is in heaven today. I just thought that was such, a, such an insight into, into who Hurley was. And Hurley, in doing that for, for, for the for, for Christians, uh, he's modeling what Jesus did. Jesus went up to individuals and spoke to them. And I think yeah. that's something we all have the chance to do. You don't have to give people money. You don't even have to organization like ours or go and volunteer. But everyone has the chance to stop and greet someone. And that makes such a difference. I mean, it does talk to um, how one approaches the world with a smile, with a good morning, with a sunny bonani, with a how are you. And um, we, we, so, we, we're so stressed and so anxious. And I include myself in this. And actually, there could be a moment where one just takes a pause and says, well, hello, how are you to someone else? We have uh, homeless guys selling books on the streets of Durban. It's a really successful program for helping them turn their lives around and become financially independent. But before that, we had uh, guys selling newspapers, working with independent newspapers, and they were selling the morning and the evening paper. And a number of the, uh, the uh, guys selling newspapers who were standing at the same robots where they'd been begging for years made the point that now that I'm selling a newspaper, people actually stop and talk to me. And even if they don't buy a paper, the fact that they wind down the car window and treat me as a fellow human being makes such a difference. Whereas before, when they were begging, we d- they did what we all do, which you wind up the window and you try to avoid catching somebody's eye and hope the lights will turn green and you can, you can zoom off again. So, Raymond, it is a big day today. I mean, it is the weekend closest to Archbishop Dennis Hurley's uh, passing on February the 13th, 2004. It's 20 years since his passing. Um, what else will be happening today? What are you planning to look at and do today? So we've had activities all over the weekend. Yesterday was our annual stakeholders meeting, so our, our equivalent of an AGM, and we had uh, about 60 or 70 people here at the Holy Centre, some of our service users, partners, donors, supporters, trustees, sponsors, uh, all together to hear a report back on what we've been doing, and that report will be on our website in the next couple of days if anyone wants to tune in and look at that. Um, and then we had our first memorial mass, as we said, the Catholic tradition is to say mass in memory of somebody who has died. We had our first memorial mass yesterday evening with a beautiful candlelit procession around the cathedral to Hurley's grave. So Hurley is buried in Emmanuel Cathedral, following the, the tradition that bishops are buried in their own cathedrals, so the, so the link continues after their death. And then this morning, there's going to be a big mass at 8 o'clock and another one in Zulu at 10.30. We have a wonderful guest preacher, a man called Father Michael Lewis. He's oh, a Jesuit priest. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know Mike, yeah, mm. fantastic guy. He's a Je- Jesuit priest who actually worked with Hurley back in the 80s when he was a young priest. 
he went on to become the head of the Jesuits in the whole of Africa. So he's a he's a uh, he's an incredibly well known, well regarded, well connected man. But his homily is just so beautiful because he's talking about who Dennis Hurley meant to him as a young priest. Hurley's ability to or willingness to drive three hours out to Elan's Cop just to sit down and talk to Mike and say, "What's going on? How can I help you?" And yeah. uh, and I think that's the mark of the man. And maybe some of our religious leaders, you know, they're very good at the uh, at the pomp and the ceremony, but not always. They don't always remember the personal touch, uh, yeah. the fact that that matters. One of the things that's so striking about uh, working in the, in the name of Dennis Hurley in the city is how often people come in and say, "Oh yes, he came to visit my family, or he mm. came to visit my school." I remember when he when he uh, 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 blessed my, my my kid's wedding or something, and and the fact that people have personal memories of him. It's so, it's so beautiful. I know my brothers do with regards to Thomas More, which is uh, where he often um, used to go as well. Um, I want to just close off with something that you said a bit earlier. And you spoke about how at the um, memorial for Dennis Hurley, the original memorial, you spoke about how an imam spoke, a rabbi spoke, archbishop. What's critical about this is it talks to um, I want to say it's a freaking revolution when we think about uh, religion and when we think about how religions come together. And it's time it happens. We need to see that happen more and more and more. I mean, we, we're seeing such terrible things taking place in the Middle East right now and that perhaps this is a time to talk about something di- different and demonstrate something different. And it's absolutely a revolution. And it's one that Hurley started. So back in the 50s, when he was a young bishop, remember he was the youngest bishop in the entire world, he was doing things that were absolutely forbidden for Catholics. He was talking to other Christians, he was talking to people of other faiths, he went and spoke in the mosque, he invited somebody from the mosque to speak in the cathedral. Now that's become uh, a bit more a bit more normal, Pope Francis has been, has been doing that, Pope John Paul II really led the charge on that. But at a local level, I'm struck at how rarely it still happens. Uh, I'm part of the National Homeless network and we're having our big uh, 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 national meeting in a couple of weeks time but as i talk to my colleagues around the country many of them church-based or faith-based organizations they do fantastic work but they often do it in isolation yes What's, what what we're always trying to do and encouraging others to do is talk to your neighbors talk to the other churches talk to the other faith groups because we can achieve so much more together than we can by working on our own and we've had a, a very uh, interesting movement here in Durban. You talk about the, the problems in the Middle East, which are just so awful and, and tragic that religion becomes uh, uh, tied, tied in with that. And there's been a very uh, significant movement here of a group of women, and I think it's, I think it's important that it is women, uh, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, Baha'i, Buddhist, getting together and saying, we are women for peace. We're talking to each other. And, and, and it, was, it was striking how many of those women were attacked from their own community. You shouldn't be talking to them. You should be defending us. And they know we can't create peace unless we're willing to talk to each other and sit down and be humble with each other. Absolutely. Raymond, um, I want to wish you all the very best for today. If people are interested in joining, participating, what must they do? So there's a mass at 8 o'clock in English at Emmanuel Cathedral. There's one in Zulu at 10.30. If they want to say a prayer in honor of Dennis Hurley, then they, go, they, they can go to our website and our Facebook page and they'll find a prayer there. And we're encouraging people to say that prayer over these days in his, in his honor. And if, they want to, if they're in the Durban area or they're visiting Durban and they want to visit the Dennis Hurley Center and see what we do for themselves, they're most welcome. My contact details are all over both Facebook and, uh, and our website. They can get in touch with me. We'd love to welcome you here. 
you can come and uh, and tour around. You can come and volunteer. Uh, we, uh, we we have them open seven days a week, open to everybody. Raymond Perrier, the um, director of the Dennis Hurley Centre, and I know we support it a lot, but I really do believe that the difference they do make for so many people. I mean, imagine 200 to 300 people fed on a daily basis. That's like 169,000 of sorts uh, over the year. And all the people who offer their resources, be it financial, be it time, be it energy, it makes a huge difference and shifts and changes a world that is very challenging and very difficult for so many people. 726, and if your name is lucky 